Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We're going to get into some good news, bad news here on this section of the show and you know, kind of go through some of these statements that we, that we see or you might hear. Uh, and kind of that double-edged sword of, uh, you know, you get the bad news and the good news, but maybe the good is not quite good enough to offset the bad. So we'll get into that let Eric explain here in just a second. But if you've got some questions or concerns and you want to find out what kind of news you're looking at, often the fear of the bad news prevents people from picking up the phone and coming in for a retirement readiness review. But more times than not, they are pleasantly surprised to find out they're in better shape than they thought. And so why don't you find out that for yourself with that complimentary retirement readiness review? 515-226-1500. Come on in. Sit down with the team at Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement resource, and get started today with that complimentary review of your retirement journey. 515-226-1500. Uh, Eric, we called this good news, bad news, but as soon as I say that, all I hear is the Led Zeppelin song, Good Times, Bad Times, in my head, So, which is a good <laughs> yeah, song. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to give you these uh, these statements, and so you let us know if the if the good, I guess, is good enough to offset the bad in some of these statements that we've got. Uh, and we'll do the you know the bad news first, as most people kind of get used to hearing it that way. So, like, so for example, the bad news, Eric, is you still got a lot of debt. Now, the good news could be that since uh, you're paying interest, some of it's tax deductible. Well, once upon a time, but that might not be a good benefit right now. That's right. So the only interest that is tax deductible is mortgage interest. The ability to itemize is tougher now due to the high standard deduction, so you might not be even able right. to do it. And I could change in 26, but for right now, this is not that great. Correct. And so you think, oh, what does a tax deduction really do? What it does, it reduces the amount of taxable income that you have, so it reduces the amount of tax. But it's not a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction of the tax that you owe. In other words, if you're, let's say you're paying 25% tax just for a round figure, and you save a dollar mm -hmm. of, you're saving 25 cents. You're not saving that whole dollar. So, but you still have debt. And so, you know, not to say you can't retire with debt. That seems to be some people's mentality. I can't retire until I'm out of debt. It's not not necessarily the right, right. would think about it. It shouldn't be the one thing. It shouldn't be the thing that holds you up. Correct. But yeah. but debt is your your pain more money to somebody else as opposed to paying it to yourself. Right. So the quicker you can pay off debt, the better, the more money that you save, not just in taxes, but also assets you could then redirect towards your bucket of savings, if you will, if you call it that, right? Mm -hmm, save sure. to your pot so that you can grow that and maybe retire sooner. So definitely would like to be out of debt if you can, but you don't have to be debt-free in order to retire. Yeah. So again, you know, the tax deductible aspect of things right now, certainly not as much good news as, because, you know, and some, you know, it depends on how you want to view the tax code, but it can certainly be the high deductible is great, but you just have to think about it. And I don't know right. how the mortgage industry industry got that passed. I, I guess they have a pretty strong lobby. Sure. And also the mortgage is that you're paying almost all interest for the first couple of years anyway. So it's not even amortized. Okay. Like like sure. a normal loan would be, you know, each payment is both equal principal and interest over the life of the loan, like a car loan. 
but your your house mortgage is not like that. It's front loaded, and so I don't know how they. I mean, inducement to to get people to buy houses is yeah. the way they were able to do that. But it seems kind of weird that the mortgage is the one that's, that works that way. So you get yeah. a lot of deductibility in the earlier years and less in the later years. Yeah, to your point, probably lobbying. Um, <laughs> all right, number two. The bad news here, Eric, is the mutual fund hasn't performed all that well. The good news is the fees are low. Uh, you might hear something like that. And often mutual funds really don't actually have that low of fees either. Well, there's two types of fees. You have disclosed and undisclosed. Okay. So if your disclosed fees are low, because that's the only ones that you know about, it's the undisclosed ones that you <laughs> right. don't know about. Sounds great if it's the ones you know about. It could be higher, yeah. yeah. So there's always some hidden costs inside a mutual fund. So what a mutual fund will have in its prospectus will say, this is what our management fee is. So let's say that's 1%, just to pull a number out of the air. But that's to keep the lights on, to pay the salaries, right, and just to employ people for that year. Oh, yeah. Now, the mutual fund's going to do some activity. They're going to buy and sell some securities. That's what you're paying them to do, right? Mm -hmm. Go find new companies to invest in, get out of things that might not look so good in the economic conditions, all this kind of stuff. Well, when they buy and sell, believe it or not, they pay commissions to the big brokerage houses. Right. So those are expenses, but they don't know how much trading they're going to do at the beginning of the year for that year. So they don't know this expense. That's why it's called a hidden cost. Mm -hmm. You don't see it because they shave it off before they calculate what's called the net asset value. So at the end of the day, really quickly, and with computer technology, they can do that. They add up the value of all of the shares of the stuff that they have, stocks and bonds and everything else they got inside of there. They shave off their expenses for that day, then divide it by the number of shares, and that becomes the net asset value, NAV. And that changes every day. So the one variable, that you, well, the one thing you can't see is what the costs are every day. Okay, so that's where there's some hidden costs inside of mutual funds. So we're not a big fan of mutual funds in our uh, in our world here just because of the fees that you don't know. Also, the actions of others impact you in a mutual fund where they don't when you build a, a your own portfolio of individual securities. But, yeah, I mean, going down by I didn't pay as much money to lose. Ever <laughs> rather pay no money and not lose. There you right? go. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, so great job with these so far. We're talking a little good news, bad news here on Retirement Ready. 515-226-1500 to talk about your retirement journey with Eric and his team. Uh, the bad news is you don't have enough money to pay for nursing home or long-term care. Good news is that Medicaid will step in. This is really bad upon bad, in my opinion, because this means you're pretty much broke. Correct. And we don't know how much longer they're going to be able to do that, too, because it's a state agency, Medicaid, so state money that they get from the federal government. So how much longer can that entitlement go on for? You know, we don't know. And they do have a recovery, right, if they're paying for you. Well, one, they're going to make you deplete your assets in order to get down to level right. Medicaid. What's that, something, low, something really low, like $2,000 or something? Yeah, $2,000. Um, if you're married, you, the, the spouse gets to keep the home and their vehicle and their retirement assets, but everything else has to go towards yours. Gotcha. Um, if you're single, then you have to you know sell the house. That's why people think the nursing home takes your stuff. They don't. You have a bill for services rendered. Mm -hmm. You got to pay that bill. If you want the state to pay it, they say we'll pay it, but you have to get down to this certain level. Right. Gotcha. Then, when you pass, the state comes sniffing around and sends a letter to your heirs and say, "Hey, if they had assets, we paid this amount. That's what is owed to us. If you have any assets." Right. They haven't gone a step further, these uh, laws that run the books years and years ago, uh, called filia laws, which were family laws. So the family would still be obligated. They haven't hmm. gone to that. I don't know if they ever would. But, you know, states are not in a position to really 
produce more money because they don't produce anything to make money. They well, just, just like the taxes. federal government. Yeah, exactly. Just like so. the federal government does. Yeah. So I don't know if this would still – it's not a good strategy. But um, if it's there really to catch the people that don't have anything, right, to help them out. If you have assets, you may want to look at some ways so you can protect long-term care. I'm not a big fan of standalone long-term care policies because they are rather expensive. But there's some asset-based stuff you could look into. Life insurance policies allow you to accelerate. Some of the annuities have long-term care provisions in them, pay you more when you're unable to perform those things. And, you know, because you're self-insuring, that's always the automatic default for everyone. So, but look at some things that could help put the odds in your favor that you're not going to have to go on the state-based system. Okay. Let's do the final one here. Uh, Good news, bad news, Eric. Um, the bad news is it's let's say for this last year in 22. The bad news is your portfolio because you were heavily put into something like the uh, tech and the Nasdaq was down 30 percent. Let's say I think it was last year 30 something. Um, so you lost your you know 30 percent your portfolio. Good news is is that whole it'll come back eventually thing. Well, that's great if you're 40 and eventually right. you still, or younger or, or younger and 25 years still to go. But if you're you know 62, not so great. Unless you have all of the money that you need for your income already in a safer place, yeah, then you don't I, mind it. Then, you, then you're not well. You might mind losing thirty five percent, but at least it doesn't destroy your retirement. Right, it's not going to cause you to um, go from eating normal food to yeah. as they quote dog food. Right, because I got to tell least, you, no matter how rich I am, if I lose thirty five percent, I think I'm going to be upset. Yeah, and well, everyone's <laughs> going to be upset. But right. you have to alter your lifestyle. Right, that's that's, that's the, the point. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, market losses are what you have to expect when you invest in the stock market. It's not depending on the stock market to generate you the income that you're going to need because you don't want, uh, hey, you're guaranteed, but you don't want your income coming from variable sources. You want them coming from more predictable sources and things that aren't going to go down when the market goes down. And so there's lots of options out there that do that. So having your income protected so that you can retire regardless of what's going on in the stock market, that's kind of nice. You don't have to worry about hey, if I'm going to retire in 2023, i got to make sure it's an up stock year or the stock market's down, like, oh, I can't retire. i got to put that off until it comes back. Be prepared for market cycles and have a plan that addresses them so that you can retire on your terms, not just Wall Street's terms. So exactly. if you'd like to have that, come in for the Retirement Readiness Review, and we can show you how to do that. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including 
including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.